Hi guys, I wanted to come on here really quickly to talk about something that um, I sat down and I took a picture of my, I have like this little writing board that you can clear easily. Um, and I bought this because when they talk about motion um, and taking the steps and movement, I found that I don't really journal because my brain is thinking way quicker than I can write it down. So like I'll think of the sentence and then I'll try to write out the whole sentence and then like my brain stops. <laughs> so I was like, okay, I don't want to waste paper. I think I've talked about this before, but um, you can hear it again. So I bought this board and the other morning I was out on my lanai. Um, I was just thinking about... Um, steps that you have to take. So this kind of came from um, the manifestation book. Um, oh my gosh, I'm going to draw a blank again on this book. Um, I talked about it in our last um, group discovery call, The Alchemy of Imagination. And like I said, in the last one-to-one um, -one group coaching, that this book is probably the most clear cut um like way of explaining what it is to actually quote unquote manifest and um it was really there was one part in it that really hit home and it was really about the motions right so in this book he talks about you know you have to have the three steps you have to visualize what you want you have to believe in what you want and like I've talked about before, I think this is one of the hardest thing. I don't know. There's two really hard things when you want to use this for, um, you know, creating the family of your dreams um, is believing in your worth, right? Believing that you're worthy to be a mom, loving yourself enough to stick to the, you know, physical commitments. And you can tell that you truly don't believe it when you're not able to stick to those physical commitments or, um, yeah, you're just not, I don't ever want to say that you're not ready to receive because I don't like that phrase, but you subconsciously don't like really believe in it. Right. And you got to start asking yourself really hard questions about why, um, and then this, the third step is letting go. <laughs> we talk a lot about that. Um, we talk about surrendering. So uh, believing maybe is like the second hardest. I think letting go um, is probably the first hardest thing to do. The hardest thing to do when you're um, trying to conceive, especially when you're dealing with fertility issues. You literally want to be pregnant yesterday um, and letting go and the fact of the matter is, um, <laughs> I think I surrendered to my journey because it was so fucking long, right? Like how long do you hold on that tight um, to your ultimate goal? I mean, I don't know. Everyone has their own like breaking point, but you know, um, I know that I surrendered and, you know, having my IVF baby definitely definitely um helped me surrender a lot more because I you know you know got to that ultimate goal but um even surrendering before that just feeling you know quietly confident that I was doing the things that I was supposed to be doing um but surrendering is a very very hard thing
So those are the three steps if you're looking into bringing manifestation into, um, you know, your journey and getting tapping into the woo-woo stuff. Um, it doesn't really even have to be that woo-woo. It's really just, um, you know, per- bringing these things into your life and using them as tools while we're doing all the physical things. I think it's a really, you know, amazing thing. And if I knew about this during my journey, you better believe <laughs> I would have been using this. And I think I was to a certain extent. Um, I just didn't, I couldn't name it like I can name it now. Um, so anyways, why I was writing, why I was doing this movement, why I was like letting my brain flow and just um, tapping into, you know, like the kind of different like beliefs or things. I don't know. Like, I don't want to call them downloads. I think I just don't vibe with that word. But um, really what was resonating while I was reading this book to my journey, to some of my clients' journeys, and even my journey of being an entrepreneur and setting up this business around such a personal experience um, was really setting yourself up, you know, taking those steps to reach the ultimate goal. You know, a lot of people think that manifestation is this like... um, You just think it and it will happen. But the truth is, is when you start truly believing in yourself, your body's ability to heal, your body's ability to get and stay pregnant, your um, belief that you're worthy to be a mom, your self-love, once you actually really start believing those things, the action steps that you need to take, because remember, we're physical beings on a physical earth, we got to play the physical game, um, they just tend to become easier. And you don't um, overthink them or your ego doesn't say that you can't because you don't believe in that anymore. So um, it's really about setting yourself up and taking those steps that are necessary. Um, Because the fact of the matter is, and, um, you know, I'm just going to forewarn everyone, this might hit a chord. And if you kind of feel anger towards this, I think um, it's like a good place to look and go okay why why does this like hit me so hard why do I get angry if if you do get angry um is think about your situation right now and think about if you got pregnant right now would that actually be exactly what you wanted because I know our ultimate goal is to get and stay pregnant right that is what we are here for But if you're truly honest with yourself, if you got pregnant today, would that be in the highest interest of yourself and for your future family? I remember one of my friends um, telling me this. Oh, I just got the chills, Um, like heavy chills. My friend told me um, when I started talking about, you know, I'm on a mission now to have a to have a healthy baby like obviously that's our mission but like I was really conscious I was conscious that everything that I was doing was going to help improve my child's you know health and well-being to to the things that I can control right and she just said well you know even if your baby is sick that's better than just not having a baby and I didn't say anything back to her because I just didn't want to get into like a conversation about that. Um, But, and I know, I mean, she, she had um, her horrific loss of her three month old little girl um, due to genetic issues. 
and um she she had um a second child a little boy and went on to have a third child another little boy so i kind of understood where she was coming from but at the same time my immediate thought was no no i wouldn't i wouldn't want to be almost that selfish that i would want a child to live with you know certain issues just because I wanted to be a mom so bad um I mean obviously if that's what I was given you know if that's what the universe or God wanted to give me then I would be there for that child hands down and support and love them and give them the best life they could possibly have but if it was a given choice if it was like choose like okay you're gonna have this child but they're gonna I don't even know, like, whatever, it doesn't matter what the, you know, the illness was, or be, you know, be a, be motherless. Um, I, I don't know, it just didn't sit right that I would choose, you know, that thing. And I know this is like a really, really, like, um, sticky, uncomfortable conversation. And I'm not saying by any means of the stretch of the imagination that any child out there with any issues or disabilities is not worthy. That is not what I'm saying. I'm just saying that if it was a choice, I personally would not be selfish enough to say I would choose that. And so when we're improving our health and our wellness, sometimes, um, or, you know, when we're not thinking about that, or when we are thinking about it, I can actually look back at times of my journey <laughs> with my body, obviously saying that I wasn't healthy enough to carry a child. I was, it was barely, my body was barely keeping me alive, right? And um, so I think it was my body's way of going like, hey, if you push this, you know, through medical assistance, or if you don't take care of this, you're increasing your chances of having a really rough pregnancy, a really rough um, delivery, which FYI, I didn't have the best deliveries anyways, but I don't think that was my body's fault. I think that was um, just not having the right support around me. Um, and then increasing your child's health, you know, potentially not just when they're born or when they're two or three, but like in their 30s and their 40s and their 50s, which is so not tangible. And it's hard to forward think that. And like I said, I mean, this is not nothing set in stone. The things that we're doing to improve your fertility, I am not saying is going to safeguard you from anything. Um, that's not what I'm saying. But it's just like wearing a seatbelt in the car. Like you don't get in that car expecting to be an accident you get in that car you're going to drive safely you're going to do the things to the best of your ability you're going to wear your seatbelt just in case and so I can really look back at my journey and um, see that um, you know the universe was working for me even though it felt it was like completely against me especially after those failed IVFs and um you know, I still needed to continue to take certain steps to get to where my ultimate goal was. And I really want you to be honest with yourself and say, you know, where are you in your steps from like, 
One being um, kind of still in victim modality, victim victimhood. Um, and then 20 is, you know, having the family of your dreams. Now, if you are trying to get to 20, whether you're at 5, 10, or 15, do you think the steps in between 20, jumping to that ultimate goal, are worth skipping? So that's my question. That's what I was thinking of. And it's unfortunately not until you get to 20. <laughs> and you don't even have, like 20 is not perfect. That 20 is not perfection. 20 is just you reaching your ultimate goal. And I mean, I know that I can look at my journey and say that I probably, I, with my, my second son, I was probably only at like, I don't know, 15, 16 step, the step 15, 16, because 20, the family of my dreams was having a mentally and emotionally healthy mom and dad. And even though we were close to that, there was a lot of shit that we had to kind of reevaluate after having our two sons, because I didn't even know one, I didn't know it was there. And my kids were triggering me as all kids are going to do to their parents um and I had to look inside myself and go oh shit okay this needs I need to deal with this because this is not my son's issue this is my issue and so I now my youngest is almost five I can confidently say that I'm at like step 19 and a half <laughs> you know you're always going to have room for improvement there's always things that you can do better but it's really interesting to really just look at your timeline or look at your steps and see where you're at and then be brutally honest to yourself you know um, we had a podcast discovery call it um it's the one about weight. Um, I know in the group coaching in the community, you can Google it, find it um, on the podcast. You'll have to scroll scroll up probably six, seven months by time this hits the podcast. Um, but it was such an emotional and such a powerful podcast because, um, you know, weight was her big issue. Uh, but the reality was weight wasn't the issue. It was the byproduct of really big mental and emotional work. I'm going to sneeze. <coughs> oh, excuse me. Um, and so, like, let's just take her, for example, right? She wanted to be pregnant, like, a few years ago. But if she's really honest with herself, getting pregnant, was that really going to serve her right now? Or would it serve her better to take three to six months, really work on some of those core issues? So you are improving your, your health, you're going to improve your chances of a happy and healthy pregnancy, you're going to improve your chances of um, passing on good genetics to your children. And you're going to be a happier and healthier mom on top of that, which is going to create happier and healthier children. Um, so it's really, really important to just be brutally honest with yourself and see if these things, you know, if you got pregnant right now, and you know what, your answer might be yes. <laughs> like It would be my highest purpose to get pregnant right now, bitch, what are you saying? And that's totally fine. That's really be about being honest um, with yourself. 
And, um, oh, another thing that I wrote down here was um, medications, right? So when I started using immune suppressing drugs to help me get and stay pregnant, which I absolutely 100% needed during um, my, my, my second, well, my first and second IVF, and my two um, first frozen embryo transfers, I don't believe I needed them. My third embryo transfer, frozen one, um, because I got and stayed pregnant naturally after that one. Um, but I was during the two, the one that I use. No, yeah, the the last two frozen embryo transfers that I used the immune suppressing drugs. I was hyper aware that those drugs could potentially impact my child that was growing. And a lot of doctors don't like to use this medication because it's such a new um, technology or I'm for a lack of better word, that there's literally no research on the impact of the child's health. And um, if you've been with me long enough, you know that um, I don't personally believe that it's IVF or even the medications associated with IVF that is um, giving the children who are born through these methods um, a 30% more likely chance of developing issues like ADHD, autism, um, food sensitivities, you know, like the list goes on, right? It's the mother's health. And so when you're using immune suppressing drugs, um, you know, like your one, your body's probably still not to a standard of maintaining that pregnancy, which is obvious, right? My body was not at that standard, but to a lot of people who are using these methods aren't doing like I was OTT, right? Like I was bone broth three to four times a week, even though it made me want to puke, especially when I got pregnant um, around the seven, eight, nine, ten week mark. But until I stopped using those immune suppressing drugs, I was hardcore with making sure that I was doing the most I possibly could to negate the impact of those drugs, not only on my own health, but on my my IVF baby's health, right? And I just don't think a lot of people have that awareness when they're using these types of medication. And so I just really want you to think about like where you're at right now too. Like there's no shame in using those medications, but we want to be aware that, um, they could potentially have an impact on ourselves and our children. So making sure that we have the knowledge to use, um, you know, the the foods and, you know, the de-stressing and all that to help negate, negate what potential impact those drugs could have. And so this goes with any, any kind of medication that you're on. Um, I know there's a lot of thyroid uh, medication that people are on, which are, you know, like you work with your doctor to be on a safe level during pregnancy. But if you're not trying your best to reverse those thyroid issues, your thyroid is going to be greatly impacted because it's just like a necessary thing to have um, a good thyroid health during a pregnancy because your body needs it. 
your body absolutely needs it. And this is why we see a lot of secondary infertility with thyroid issues because people just aren't aware that they even have thyroid issues or their doctors told them, don't worry, no big deal. They get pregnant. The pregnancy puts a massive impact on them postpartum um, and people just tank. Their bodies are like, I'm done. And this, I do believe, can happen with people who aren't really aware of these things and aren't trying their best, right? So when you're using these medications, if you choose to use these medications, you know, are you at a point, are you happy with your health? Are you like, yeah, okay, I have the tools in my tool belt to really do the best that I could possibly do while I'm using these medications, these treatments. And I think it's a question that just doesn't get answered um, or doesn't get discussed a lot. Um, yeah, okay, I just wrote down here because your your baby is gonna have to deal with that as well, you know? Um, so to recap, <laughs> I really hope that this has helped you to just see the bigger picture see the things that aren't tangible, see that this journey of health and wellness um, can really add up to amazing things as long as, as you're giving it time and um, not rushing the process and linking it back to the whole kind of manifestation thing and getting into the woo-woo, tapping into your intuition really settle into that intuition part there's a whole um section in the formula really tap into that and that's gonna be like um the biggest tool in your tool belt when you're asking yourself these questions when you're faced with these kind of big difficult decisions on your journey your body will literally always tell you which way to go and I'm sure that you have already experienced this at some point of your life going, oh, I knew that I, you know, I knew that, but I didn't listen or I, I shouldn't have done that. I felt that I shouldn't have done that. That's your intuition, right? Um, it's not uh, like magic or anything. Everyone has it. You can believe it's your higher self. You can believe it's God for whatever religion that you're from. Like it's all in tune in you. And um it could be life-changing. It could be such a, like a big game changer for people, but just know that there, these steps that you're taking for some of us, we can get them down really quickly. For some of us, they just take a little bit longer, but, um, the biggest step that I would say to take, um, if you're, you know, is the belief because without the belief in any of this, that your body is capable of doing it, it will just be extremely harder to stick to those physical commitments and reach your ultimate goal. I don't believe that um, if you don't have the belief, it will never happen for you. That's not not at all what I'm saying. It's just a it's just a little bit more of a struggle, more time, more effort, uh, more money, more heartache, um, and that's exactly what I experienced in in my journey. So I hope this is help. Um, I wish I would have recorded this when I like wrote all this down. I feel like um, next time I'll just pop in and maybe you guys will just have to deal with my <laughs> morning face. Um, but I really hope that this has helped and given you a little bit of extra um, 
support, motivation, courage um, to, yeah, just surrender, slow down and really tap into getting that belief system inside of you. And even if you're like, okay, I've got the belief system, like I do believe this, right? You've been working on it. Um, tap into your intuition and go like, okay, is there anything else that I physically need to look into that's just missing? Um, or is it just a time thing? Or do I just need to surrender? Because that those two are probably like the biggest missing link is not figuring out some kind of little thing that's still causing the inflammation or you just haven't given it enough time which I know I know I know I know I was there for years <laughs> I can just hear I don't know uh who's saying it to me right now but I just have this like bitch I've been waiting long enough <laughs> um and I wish I could tell you exactly when time is up but um, just like in this book, um, and I'll put the the links obviously in the notes section um, for you to listen to it or read it. It's literally like a less than a five hour read if you read the whole book in one go. Um, is that no one can tell you the timing, right? That's um, just yeah, impossible to say, and probably the second shittiest thing you can say to someone trying to conceive next to just relax is um it will happen in its own time and for someone who had to wait close to six years to hold their first child eight years to get pregnant naturally um and if you would have told me it was going to take that long at the beginning I don't know if I could have mentally coped with that um but that's just the way it was for me. And I really, really hope that this podcast, this community, um, everything that I put out, put out there, um, helps make your journey not nearly as long and as dramatic as my journey was. But I do believe that even if I gave everyone the golden ticket, um, that you still have to like, get there in your own time, if that makes sense. Okay. Have a beautiful day and I'm looking forward to connecting with you guys soon.